This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay. And today we have an awesome guest with us, Tina Donati, who is the content marketing manager at Octane AI, an all-in-one platform for quizzes, messenger, and SMS, and opt-ins. Super excited to have Tina on the podcast over here. I know we're going to be talking a lot about e-commerce quizzes. That's actually what we kind of connected about at the beginning. So Tina and I were exchanging some messages on Twitter over quizzes and stuff like that. And so we thought it'd be great to bring her on the podcast to talk about quizzes, uh, talk about some of her favorite quizzes and give some tips as well. So before we jump into all those fun topics, I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic over to Tina. Tina, if you want to give a little bit of an intro about yourself and tell us a little bit more about Octane AI in your words. Yeah, thank you so much. Hello, and thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so I am Tina Donati. I'm the content marketing manager at Octane AI. So the best way I describe my role is basically anything that involves words I am a part of. So whether that's managing the blog or writing emails or website copywriting, all that fun stuff I'm, I'm a part of. And yeah, Octane, I think you kind of said it really well. We're like a personalization technology with shop quizzes, Facebook messenger marketing, SMS marketing, and often tools like pop-ups. So really what we try to do is help brands connect with customers and from the information that they learn from customers, be able to send very personalized messages through email, Facebook messenger, SMS, and all those different ways. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into e-commerce quizzes. I know most people have probably seen some form of this on the internet, but it's really cool to kind of get a little bit more of background on it. I really don't know as much about e-commerce quizzes and those kinds of things. So can you give us a little bit of background in terms of like when they started becoming popular? I feel like I've seen them now in more and more websites um, and kind of just curious a little bit more about the backstory there. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely give like the Octane AI backstory. Um, and it actually goes back to 2019. So, you know, before that, we really did focus on just like our Facebook Messenger marketing and SMS marketing. Um, and through our Facebook Messenger product, we actually noticed that uh, merchants were building these product recommendation quizzes right in Facebook Messenger via live chat on their site to engage with their new visitors and kind of help uh, recommend products to them. So when we started to learn this, we realized like it wasn't actually easy to build an engaging brandable quiz on your website. And Matt and Ben, the co-founders of Octane AI, actually jumped on calls with customers that they noticed were doing this in Facebook Messenger to ask them, you know, why they were doing it in Messenger. And this is kind of what they learned was just that, yeah, there really was no simple solution on Shopify. There really wasn't any app available that really offered, you know, code free customizable beautiful quizzes that also could like seamlessly integrate with the rest of their tech stack so that's kind of when the idea clicked for them of like this is something we've got to do and you know like enterprise companies you know you see it with amazon like they they see how important personalization is and so matt and ben just had this idea of you know like let's do this let's democratize personalization technology for all the other merchants and brands out there in the world so that was kind of the inspiration behind it and at the time they're really there really wasn't a simple solution. You know, you either had to go to an agency and pay thousands and thousands of dollars for someone to custom code something that 
you as a brand couldn't then go and make changes too easily or you kind of went with a different solution that maybe didn't give you the customization options that you wanted so that was yeah they like thought okay the shop quiz let's make sure it can do both of those things for brands and then ever since then you know we've kind of seen more and more technology pop up around that and i feel like yeah especially over the last year with covid you know having a quiz to connect with your customers on site has become almost an essential part of the shopping experience Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of different types of quizzes as well that are out there. So can you walk us through the different types of quizzes that we might see brands use and maybe what some of the advantages of those quizzes are? Yeah, there are. (laughs) You nailed it. There's so many different types of quizzes out there. And yeah, I can walk through several that I've seen specifically with customers using Octane AI. I guess just off the top of my head, you know, there's product recommenders, there's virtual assistants, there's routine finders, bundle builders, style finders, size finders, gift finders. Like there are so many different types and I've seen merchants kind of dabble in all these different areas to make some really cool ones. You know, even if you want to go a bit outside of the box, there's like trivia quizzes where you can kind of ask customers questions, maybe about something that's related to what your product does to kind of onboard them in a way. And That actually leads into another one is like onboarding quizzes where if you're like a really niche brand or something, you could have a quiz that's related to kind of introducing someone that's new to your site about what it is that your brand does. And then one of the most creative ones that I've seen is actually from INH Hair and it's a character matching quiz and it's about a Care Bear quiz. So what kind of Care Bear are you? Um, And you just answer all these kind of personal questions and then it tells you what character or what Care Bear character you are and then recommends the product that's related to that Care Bear. So, you know, I've seen a lot of people use it in so many different ways and depending how you're using it and what your goals are with it, I think really kind of informs where you decide or what type of quiz you decide to make. But I've seen really I've seen like the benefits with revenue and AOV and and opt-ins with all different kinds. Yeah, for sure. With all those different types of quizzes, I'm sure there's something that every single brand can kind of find useful over there. Um, You know, speaking to the different types of quizzes over there as well, um, can you kind of give like an example of maybe a brand and what kind of quiz that they would be using for their specific use case for those kinds of things? Yeah, absolutely. I I think first of beauty brands for sure because i think beauty is one of those industries where it's really hard to shop for online because typically when you go into a store like sephora you want to be able to talk to you know someone who's an expert to say i have oily skin i'm prone to breakouts like this is what i'm using right now what should i be using what's going to work well with it and it can be really hard to make that choice when you're shopping for those products online so I think with the beauty industry specifically, I've seen it working really well. And, you know, one example that comes to my mind is is Three Ships and they're an all natural beauty brand. And I love their quiz. It's so beautiful. It's like just visually stunning. And it actually walks you through as a virtual assistant of like asking you, you know, like, what is your skin like? What are your like problem areas? What do you want as a solution? Um, And then after you kind of answer all these questions, it then recommends like a full set of products for you. So it's not just one product. It's really like a full routine. And that's something that I've seen beauty brands start to use a lot. So, I mean, like the advantage here isn't just being able to recommend the product for the brand. Um, It's also, you know, you're collecting so many key insights about your customers with every question that you ask. And then you can use that then to make very personalized recommendations and personalized future engagements with your customers. So that's kind of what I always say with the advantages is like 
of having a quiz on your site is, of course, in the moment you're making a personal product recommendation that someone's likely to purchase, but it's also what's after that too, where you get to follow up with customers in more meaningful ways. So the benefits extend, you know, beyond just that moment of the customer taking the quiz. So, you know, something I always like to think of, and it's an example from my colleague, Martina, um, where she always talks about how, you know, which wine she prefers. So we actually do have a customer, Big Hammer Wines. And when you take their quiz, you're answering questions about the types of wine that you prefer. So for me personally, I know that I don't really drink red wine. I drink a lot of white wine. So if I was on this brand's email list and I was just getting emails, you know, suggesting all these red wines, well, that's not going to speak to me. I'm probably not going to purchase. I'm probably going to eventually unsubscribe because it just doesn't feel personal to me. Whereas taking that quiz, Big Camera Wines can then know, okay, Tina really likes white wine. So every email that we're sending her in the future, we're going to make sure it only suggests white wine. It talks about white wine. And then to me, I'm much more interested in that. I'm going to engage more with it and I'm going to more likely purchase something from that brand knowing that they're sending me these recommendations that I actually like. So, you know, it really does like the advantage isn't just in the moment. It really does extend beyond taking that quiz into the rest of the communications that you send to customers. That's awesome. And that's some great suggestions over there in terms of how you can kind of think about that data. It's not even just the the personalization in the moment, but it's really the personalization continued throughout the process. So I'd be kind of curious to learn as well from you, speaking to those different quizzes and different steps. I've taken a few e-commerce quizzes myself and I know they ask you a few different questions and stuff like that. For someone that might be new to making e-commerce quizzes or is looking to like optimize their completion rate and things like that, how many steps should people usually be having in their quizzes? Like, uh, should you be asking like three questions, five questions? Is there even a number? Should it be based on your your product or what kind of recommendations or suggestions can you offer there? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say it really depends on your brand, what it is that you're selling. So I, I've seen both. I've seen short quizzes that are maybe just literally like three steps, but I've also seen some longer ones. I think, you know, where I've kind of seen that three-step solution has been with um, some beauty brands where they're maybe doing like a shade finder for finding you like a a foundation that matches your skin tone. So that's usually pretty quick just to get the answer that you need. But I've seen some other ones where they're maybe more educational, maybe more customer onboarding focused. And those ones then can be a little bit longer. But I would say if you're going to go with a longer quiz, my recommendation would be to just make sure it's super engaging from start to finish. Otherwise you are going to lose customers, you are going to see them bounce off. So we actually do recommend people keep their quizzes uh, pretty short, like definitely not over like 10 questions. So I, I feel like majority of them I see are kind of in like that five to seven question range. And yeah, just, you know, make sure it's really visually stunning with great colors, great pictures, that the copy is engaging, exciting, it's on brand. Those are definitely like the recommendations we give. And then one thing we do suggest people uh, make sure that they add is an opt-in section. So whether you're collecting like an email or a phone number um, or even a Facebook Messenger opt-in, just making sure that you include that so that, like I said, you're not just engaging with someone in the moment so that you do have that opportunity then to take what you've learned about that customer and follow up with them in the future to keep the conversations going with them, possibly bring them back to finish a purchase if they don't finish it or drive a repeat purchase if they do end up purchasing from the quiz. So I would say like, that's a very key key component is just to add that opt-in. Um, and usually we suggest adding that right before the results page. 
So you can make it so if people want to skip um, opting in to get to the results or you can make it that they have to opt in to get the results. Um, we usually say skip it or have the skip option so that you do still have the opportunity to drive someone to make a purchase if they don't decide to opt in. And then if they do, great, you can follow up with them with with those personalized recommendations later on. So those those would be my key suggestions, I think, is just keep it exciting, keep it engaging on brand and include that opt in section. Those are awesome tips over there. And I appreciate you diving into all of those different ones. Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trend's exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more, all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D dot I-O slash podcast. And look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. Let's talk a little bit about the, so we talked a little bit about the lead gen piece, I guess, and the value of offering personalized recommendations over there. Why do you think, uh, you know, I looked at your website and one of the things that's on there um, is talking about how using a quiz, especially your shop quiz, I guess that's where the data's from, can have a 75% higher AOV than the average customer. Why do you think that the AOV really jumps up because of quizzes over there? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So, you know, I would say in the moment of someone taking your quiz, you've got their attention because you've offered this interactive content that's super engaging and and visually beautiful. And you've got more of their attention than you would when they were just kind of perusing through your website. So there's an intent behind them taking the quiz and they're focused on it, whether that's because you offered, you know, some personalized bundle or, you know, you're just offering like some sort of fun, engaging experience. There's an intent for them taking that quiz, interacting with it. So, you know, at some point you're collecting opt-ins, you're sending these personalized recommendations. and, And because I would say because people have that intention behind interacting with the quiz, they know that there's a result that they want to get on the other side. So, you know, whether that is the character match that they've been matched with or the personalized recommendation, there is a reason why that they took that quiz in the first place. And to increase your AOV then is kind of when you take that opportunity, or at least this is how I've seen it, is when brands take that opportunity then to upsell different items or complement the personalized item with something else. So, you know, when customers get to that results page where they've been given, you know, that full personalized makeup routine or skincare routine or even a clothing item, then you offer that other clothing item that just, you know, looks really great with it. That's kind of that opportunity then to increase AOV because you have people purchasing more than maybe they would if they were just kind of perusing through your website and just happen to find that one single product. So just by being super helpful with helping people find products and then find other products that work well with it is how I've seen that kind of occur. Yeah, that's really helpful. And thanks for diving into that over there. So talking about that final landing page that comes up, what do you think works best usually? Is it showing off like a a single product or a collection of products that fit that persona? How do you do, how do you also balance that with making sure you're getting the right upsell in to really maximize your AOV there? Yeah, absolutely. Good question. So the way that I've seen a lot of brands doing it and the way I've also seen our account managers create it for the brands that we work with 
is, you know, I think it depends on two things is whether the quiz was to get a personalized recommendation or whether it was like a virtual consultation to get a full routine. So if someone went down the road of taking the quiz because they want to get a full routine, well, that results page should not just be one product. It really should be like, here is the full set of products you need for your daytime routine or your nighttime routine. So that is kind of when you would get that full bundle there. Um, And then underneath what I've seen people do is kind of like in a second block on that results page is just say like, you know, items that work really well with this or items customers like you have been interested in. And then that's where I see that with, you know, people that are maybe taking the quiz to get a single recommendation is, you know, that's where you put that upsell underneath to say like, these also work really well with this. And you can have a few different items there. And I've seen that with Doe Lashes specifically as an example where you take their quiz to get a single lash recommendation. And then underneath that, they have like several blocks of like other lashes that are similar that would work well with it. You know, even like some other tools that you can use to like their special tweezers or whatever to take the lashes off. So that would be like that opportunity is kind of underneath to just say like these things also really work well with the thing that we've just recommended you. Yeah, that's a great recommendation over there um, and, and thinking about how to structure that. So I know we've talked about like that first purchase you know, how great quizzes are in terms of, you know, either offering a single recommendation or a whole routine for recommendations. But I know a lot of the stuff that we've talked about right now is basically on that first purchase. And we kind of touched a little bit about post-purchase process and things like that. But we haven't really dived into to lifetime value generated from quizzes. You know, what kind of role do do quizzes play in increasing lifetime value? Do you have any stats you could possibly share on it and why it might be so important and so useful for brands to use? Yeah, for sure. You know, I kind of see like the first part of your question there of like we did. We focused a lot on that like immediate benefit of a quiz of like in that moment experience. And you're right. There is so much that happens after that experience, too. So just some like other advantages of using a quiz is being able to have really personalized emails, SMS, Facebook Messenger messages that you send to customers after they've taken that quiz to bring them back, to engage with them again, to send them really personalized recommendations based on what you learned about that customer in the quiz. That's super important. The other thing is too, is when it comes to your ads, you can create such more targeted ads or retarget your ads to those customers that took the quiz as well. I know specifically for Octane AI's tool, like we have a Facebook pixel integration. So on every quiz question, you can have the pixel there. So depending on how customers answered something, if they said, I have really oily skin, well then you can create a retargeting ad on Facebook that you know is specifically about your products for oily skin and it targets those specific people that had answered that or lookalike audiences based on the people that had answered that. So, you know, even with your ads, there's there's an opportunity there to get much more personal than you probably had been before. And it also just gives you an overall better understanding of who your customers are, which, you know, we've then seen people use that to be able to inform their product decisions, um, their overall brand mission, you know, how they engage with customers. So, you know, one of my favorite examples, going back to Doe Lashes again, was one of their quiz questions asks, you know, like, how often have you worn lashes or have you before? And, you know, some people say like, I'm a pro with lashes. I'm a beginner. Some people say I've never even worn them before. And with that question, they actually discovered like they had so many people that were going to their website that they had no idea had never even worn lashes before. They didn't know that they had this customer base visiting them. So they took that as an opportunity to say, 
okay, like we need to educate these customers. And they were able to then create um, an email flow to send to just those customers that had never worn lashes before to send them really educational blog posts so that they could help them see the benefits of lashes and how to do it. And I guess just, you know, make them feel more comfortable about making a purchase with Doe to get their first set of lashes to try it. So that was kind of like a brilliant way that I've seen it. So that's just, you know, touching on the things that really extend beyond even just that moment in the quiz and the things that you can do after with it. Do quizzes have a place in increasing lifetime value? Absolutely. I think about the brands. I mean, think about the brands that you've engaged with the most and for the longest. And, you know, part of it definitely has to do with discovering a product that just works so well for you or is a great product overall. But part of it is how you feel about the brand. You know, have they spoken to you in an empathetic way? Have Are they, are they reaching out to you in a way that you resonate with? And that level of personalization and deep empathy can only happen if you know who your customers are. So, you know, you hear a lot about buyer profiles and you know, what they are and really like buyer personas and what they are and buyer personas and buyer profiles are very different things. So, you know, if you're going to reach out to customers based on a buyer persona that you've created, it's really only an estimate of who you think your customer is. But a buyer profile is really built up on, you know, real customer insights and real data that's telling you exactly who those customers are, what their pain points are, what their needs are. And so based on that information that you've collected through a quiz, and you know you can be strategic about the questions that you ask to get that information you've learned so much about who your customers are to create like this full profile of every single one of them um you know people that have oily skin that are in their 30s people that have combination skin that are in their 20s you really can have like this full profile of every type of customer that's visiting your website so then when you interact with them it's personal it's this level of personalization that you can't get without getting that information and that's what keeps customers around for a long period of time. It's what keeps them coming back. And I go back to the kind of that wine example that I brought up earlier. It's like if I was getting emails from a wine company that was recommending red wine to me and I don't like red wine, well, my lifetime value with them isn't going to be very long because they're not showing me products that I care about. Whereas if they were sending me emails with that personalized recommendation, the products they know I like, that's going to increase my chances of staying loyal to that brand and making repeat purchases with them. Yeah, thank you for diving into that over there. And that makes a lot of sense in terms of, you know, having more of that personalized approach can be a great way to kind of boost lifetime value. I thought something that was interesting over there that you mentioned was, and I know we've talked about this, about building out that buyer persona. So I'd love to ask you, actually, I know we see quizzes as kind of being uh, one of those things that you see often on a website, or maybe you're interacting with Messenger. And that's kind of like the first instance like that you're you're talking with the brand over there and kind of getting figuring out like what are the right products for you. Do you think there's a role for quizzes in terms of, you know, in the middle of the purchase cycle and what I mean by that or the customer journey and what I mean by that is, you know, you've gotten some information on this customer through a quiz, they ended up making their first purchase. But now you want to get even more information on them and things like that. Do you ever see people building quizzes to kind of uh, for like repeat purchasers, repeat customers and, and those things? And um, if so, is there value in it? What kind of value uh, might that provide for a brand? There's definitely value in it for sure. Um, and I have seen it. For example, Spongele is one of our customers. And actually, when you go to their quiz, the first question is, 
are you a new customer or are you a returning customer? Um, so if you click I'm a returning customer, then the questions change a little bit because they don't need all the same information that they've already got from you if you've maybe already taken the quiz before or if you've purchased from them before. So that's one example. And there's definitely value in it because, you know, when you launch a brand, you're not going to have a quiz right away. Um, so you've probably already had people purchasing from you maybe before you decided to add this quiz to your website. And there's always, always a benefit in reaching out to your customers and inviting them to take it, whether they haven't purchased from you or they have purchased from you. There's always a benefit to collecting data. You know, so for example, Three Ships, I've spoken about them quite a bit. They actually did send an email out to their customers, just inviting them to take the quiz. And this was after I, I had purchased from them. And it really just was an opportunity for me to go to their quiz, answer some questions and have them learn a little bit more about me. So and if you're inviting people to take a quiz who is a returning customer and you kind of have set it up like Spongelli has, where maybe the, the, the questions change a bit if they're a returning customer, then that just gives you an opportunity to learn even more and to ask maybe even more detailed questions or different questions to kind of really complete that buyer profile that you already have on the customer. Cool. All right. So I know one of the things that you mentioned as well, um, and we kind of talked a little bit about the value of quizzes to build out that buyer persona and things like that. I'd be curious to kind of hear from you if you think that there's any value for implementing quizzes in the middle of the customer journey. I know most of the quizzes that we see are around at the beginning, you know, the first time you interact with a brand, maybe on a website, maybe through Messenger. But is there value for doing more quizzes with your customers throughout the purchase journey after maybe that first purchase to kind of enrich that customer profile even further? Yeah, absolutely. And I have seen it for sure. So the first brand that I think of is Spongele. And their quiz, the very first question that they ask is, are you a new customer or have you purchased from us before? And if you have purchased from them before and you choose that route, then the questions are slightly different because, you know, obviously they might not need to ask you the same things if you were brand new and hadn't purchased from Spongelli before. So that's kind of one example that I think of. And to me, like that just really gives you an opportunity then to complete a profile that you may have about a customer already where maybe you had little tidbits of information, but you were hoping to get a little bit more to just have a more well-rounded profile of who that customer is. So yeah, I definitely do see some brands do that. And I think it's a really good idea. And as far as, you know, kind of adding the quiz as in other parts of the customer journey, absolutely. Like a quiz doesn't have to be that first step of meeting a customer. It can really happen at any point. For example, I know I've been talking about Three Ships a lot. Um, it's because I really love them. But Three Ships, yeah, I already had purchased from them. And then they had sent me an email inviting me to take their quiz. So that just gave them an opportunity to say like, hey, like we want to get to know you and we want to give you a personalized recommendation. So, you know, I then go, I take that quiz. And then after I'd already purchased from them and they maybe already have my contact information through that purchase, they then gain all this extra information about what my skin type is like and what solutions I really want from their brand. So yeah, it really is embedded at any point of the customer journey, whether it's the start, whether it's the middle, whether it's you know after someone has already made a purchase and you're just trying to get to learn them even more to drive a repeat purchase. There's opportunities at every stage of the buyer's journey to have a quiz and it is never a bad idea to learn more about who your customers are. Yeah, and that's a really interesting strategy, the one that you talked about from Three Ships, which was, you know, they sent you that email after you made your first purchase to get a little bit more information on you over there. 
I kind of want to look a little bit outside of the box. I know we're coming to the end of the podcast over here. So as we're coming to the end, you know, looking a little bit outside the box and, and we might have already covered this. I know we covered a lot, but what kind of unique quizzes have you seen in terms of like different strategies that might not be the the typical playbook or or those things or or some stuff for strategies that brands not might be considering right now? Can you share any details on that or any recommendations there? Yeah, I think I go back to thinking about INH Hair's Care Bear quiz. And that one was just so much fun, honestly. And I loved it because, you know, for me growing up watching Care Bears, I was like, this resonates with me. It was kind of like hitting their target desired audience age group, just knowing, you know, probably people that were around my age also grew up watching Care Bears. And so that one was just super creative, I thought, as a way to kind of be a little bit more engaging than some of the standard quizzes I've seen, where it's kind of like, you know, what do you like to do on the weekend? Like, what kind of friend are you? Like, how would you respond in this situation? And then to get that answer at the end of like, you're Funshine Bear or you're this bear. And then here's a product that like goes with this bear. I thought that that was like a very creative way to send a personalized product, but also have it be a little more fun. And then the other one, you know, this is something I've seen as part of Dolash's quiz. And and Dolash's quiz is, you know, like a personalized like product recommendation quiz. But one part of it that I really do love is they ask, what was your favorite TV show growing up? And the answers are like Sailor Moon, Fairly Odd Parents, like SpongeBob. And I look at those. And at first, when I saw their quiz and I answered it, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. You know, I, I loved Sailor Moon growing up. But then I found out later that they actually used that question as a way to determine the person's age, like general age range when they were taking the quiz. And I was like, that is such a smart way to like get someone's age without directly saying like, how old are you? So I really liked that creative out of the box idea because, you know, someone that grew up watching Sailor Moon is is likely probably going to be a bit older than someone who grew up watching Spongebob or something like that. So yeah, I really thought that that was like a creative way to get someone's age group. So I think there's like ways to get the information that you want out of customers while still keeping it engaging without like blatantly asking the question. And, and Doe Lash's quiz is a good example of that. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of wraps up the questions on my end. I know we covered a lot of different strategies for quizzes, where you can use them and a bunch of other fun stuff. Tina, it's been awesome having you on the podcast over here to drop a little bit of knowledge about something that I think we've all seen, at least other brands do, but not everyone has like the full knowledge around it and kind of what are the best approaches for quizzes. You know, they can be super valuable as you kind of talked about. So I appreciate you shedding some light over there. Um, You know, as we kind of wrap up over here, I'd love to pass the mic over to you one last time if you kind of want to share a little bit more about where people can learn a little bit more about Octane AI. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have direct questions, feel free to email me. I'm just Tina at OctaneAI.com. Or if you go right to our website, you can obviously learn about us there. Um, and that's just OctaneAI.com. Um, And we're also on the Shopify app store. So if you go to the Shopify app store and you search Octane AI, you'll you'll find us right there. And and there's tons of information about our quiz, our Facebook Messenger, our SMS and our opt-in tools there as well. But yeah, definitely, if you have any questions and you're listening to this, like feel free to email me. My, My inbox is absolutely open and I'm happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tina, for joining us on the podcast. It was really awesome getting to hear 
all those incredible examples. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure the audience did as well. If you did and then you enjoyed the episode, feel free to drop us a quick rating and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time on the DTC pod.